Welcome to the Revival Center Podcast, where you can hear the latest messages and thoughts from our church. We hope you are encouraged and blessed by today's message. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Revival Center Podcast. We're so excited that you have come to join us in our Revival Talk series. I know recently we've been going over several different things, especially now in this time with COVID-19, but today we have a special guest uh, from the church today, which is Pastor Brandy Wallace. She is our missions and outreach pastor, and uh, she's coming uh, to talk about some really exciting news and some exciting things that are going off, uh, going on here at the church. So um, thank you so much, Pastor Brandy, for joining us. Yeah, Devin, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here today talking about an incredible ministry that we've been blessed with the opportunity to be able to execute during the middle of this pandemic. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, of course, we're also joined here uh, with our lead pastor. He'll be joining us later to kind of talk a little bit and, and be a part of this uh, discussion. But uh, what we're talking about is our Builder Bridge Community Pantry um, that has just arised just recently, uh, a blessing that has happened. And the Lord has been moving just in mighty ways through this. And so um, we're just excited to let you guys in as our community here on the Revival Center podcast on what's going on. And of course, course, uh, at this time, you know, if you haven't subscribed, if you haven't liked, um, please do so. You know, you can do that and join in and be the first to know when we have new content and when you uh, get to join in and hear exciting things like what's going on right now. So uh, make sure you do that here as we get started. But, um, you know, a little bit as we as we start here on with the Builder Bridge Community Pantry, you know, the first thing that we always like to start is, you know, what was kind of the vision before all this happened? You know, how did this look even before anything was on the table, even before it happened? So t- tell us a little bit about, you know, what you had been, you know, desiring for this and maybe a little bit how this fits in with your role here at the church. Yeah, I'll be glad to do that. You know, for about five, I've been on staff for about five years here at the Revival Center. And from the very first moment of coming on board, something that was a heart's desire of mine was for us to have an opportunity to reach our community in a way that mattered to them. And a food pantry was something, it was a dream that I'd had, again, just a burning passion and a desire for. And, um, Every single year at our staff retreat, you know, one of the things that Pastor Jason does is he asks us what are some of our dreams for our ministry, and that's one of those that never went away. We constantly talked about it, but, you know, at the time, we just didn't have the resources to be able to do anything about it. So it was, uh, again, a passion that I had, and I knew that God was calling me to that, but at the same time, I heard him say, wait, all this time until recently. Yeah, you know, and, and we're going to talk about the scriptural foundation for it because everything that we do in ministry, whether it's outreach or preaching or missions or doesn't matter, has its foundation in scripture and a thus saith the Lord moment. Um, it, many times people will ask me, you know, Pastor Jason, why do you do this or why do you do that? Well, because I want people to get saved. You know, that's scriptural. The reason we did phase two was because there was a thus saith the Lord moment. So scripturally speaking, foundation wise, 
Um, we know that it says in Proverbs 19.17 that whoever is kind to the poor lends to the Lord. So when you give to, to someone who's in need, it's almost like giving God alone, and God isn't going to be in debt to no man. But Jesus' words in Matthew 25, verse number 40, um, is where it talks about uh, someone was hungry and you fed them, needed clothes and you clothed them. And then he says, and I want you to speak to this, verse 40, the king will reply, truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Going back to Proverbs nineteen seventeen, that whoever lends to the poor lends unto the Lord. Yeah, and you know, Matthew 25, verse 35, this has become our um, base scripture for our entire ministry. And it says, For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. When this ministry began to, uh, to become a vision, I realized that as intently as I wanted to be able to change the world, the whole entire world, I could really impact our local community right here. And, and now I say, I may not be able to change the world, but we can most certainly change somebody's life who's living right here around us. And um, I think that's exactly what this Build a Bridge Community Pantry was designed for. And that's, and that's what we're doing. Uh, and I know we'll probably talk about it in a little bit. But, you know, in the first week that we opened, we actually had somebody that rededicated their life back to the Lord. When they left, we stopped and we prayed and we gave thanks to God because he had sent that person there. It was not happenstance that they came in. And right then and there, I said, Lord, if five years of dreaming about this, if this ends tomorrow, every single bit of it was worth it for that one person. And so, you know, in some small way, God allowed us to have an opportunity to truly change her life. How many missions trips have you and I been on doing this exact same thing, you know, helping whatever, whatever the missionary asks us to do and having a, a great sense of fulfillment in our heart because we feel like we're doing the Lord's work. Do you not have the same feeling right here in our backyard? Literally, I can throw a rock and hit, hit it from my driveway. Um, do you not have the same sense of fulfillment locally as we do or as you do on a foreign mission field? Absolutely. And in fact, I would even say more so. And the reason I say that is because these are people that we're doing life with in our community every single day. These are people that I see at a gas station. These are people that I see at church. These are people I see at the ball field. These are my neighbors. And the fact that we're able to extend a little bit of love to them and make their life a little easier and take away stress and worry that plagued them before, it's absolutely fulfilling. Yeah, no, I agree 100%. So let's talk about how it happened. So um, I've known Kurt Russell basically since I've lived in Vincent, which was in 2004. Kurt Russell used to do the bread day um, here in Vincent, and we used to have church members. Um, for example, um, Ray Garrett, a faithful member. He's with the Lord now. Used to be very, very faithful that went and helped serve. We've had people in our church that has been helped by Abiding Hope. Uh, Kurt Russell's ministry has truly been a light in this community. And so the way it happened, um, I forget the day. I don't know if it was a Monday or Tuesday. It was or, a Monday. It, okay, it was a Monday. Um, Brother Kurt Russell comes into the church, 
and says, hey, I have a proposition for you, Pastor. Um, the Lord is transi- transitioning me out of abiding hope in terms of the property. And um, I've already talked to Della and God's outreach, and, and she didn't want it. So I'm coming to see if you guys want it. I said, time out. I have to go get Brandy. <laughs> because I knew what was fixing to happen, and I didn't want to commit us if, if Brandy wasn't on board with it. And so he basically, to fast forward the story, and then you can pick up with how it made you feel as you were sitting in the office when this started happening, just to fast forward it, he um, just basically donated everything at Abiding Hope to the church. And then we have another 50C3 called Build a Bridge that was designed to build a bridge to the community and not build walls, but try to figure out how to reach people. Um, and so that's how Builder Bridge came, came about. It was already established, but, but Kurt Russell gave it to the church. So as you're sitting in the room and he, he begins to talk, he begins to make this happen. I didn't know exactly how you were going to feel about it as he was talking. You know, I felt like we was going to be, you know, felt good about it, but I didn't know if it was going to feel overwhelming or feel like you're being pushed into it, you know, all that kind of stuff. So as that conversation began to happen what were your your emotions at that time well I'll tell you it's still um it's still exciting when I talk about it right now and that's been you know what I mean a couple of months now because it started really back in February when we started kind of talking about all this um but I'm going to back up for just a second because when he walked in and you brought me into that room I knew exactly what we were supposed to do with abiding hope um and the reason is because if you'll remember back to staff retreat in december well again we're going around the room and you said tell me about some of your dreams you have for your ministry and i was super excited because of the phase two project and i said when phase two finishes you're going to give me some of that space in that back room back there and and i was silent and totally silent. Um, I said, and you're going to give me some space and we're going to open a food pantry in there. And you just blankly stared at me and shook your head like, you know, you do every year, like, okay, Brandy. Um, and when he walked in, I absolutely knew that we were going to have an incredible opportunity to serve our community. So, um, you know, it was interesting because he said, my family members just want me to sell it, you know, and divvy up the money with them. He said, but God gave this to me as a ministry, and I want it to stay as a ministry. And, you know, um, it, it was it was funny to me that when he left, after we had had that discussion with him, and, and you said, well, we're going to pray about it, we're going to talk about it a little bit more, and then we'll get in touch with you. And the whole time I'm thinking, Pastor, what is there for me to pray about? Because the Lord has said, yes, take this, you know, run with this. And so it was exciting. It was overwhelming because at the moment that the excitement kind of calmed down, the adrenaline stopped. And then I went, how are we going to do this? And, you know, that's when I realized that if this ministry was going to be successful, it completely, 100% had to be a God thing and nothing that we ourselves were doing. And that's what we've seen the entire time. Now, God has asked us to put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears and just elbow grease, you know, hard work over there. But the doors that he has opened up, the people that he has sent to us, it's just humbling every single day to me. Yes, and, and I agree with all those things. And the thing about it is, 
whenever it comes to this ministry, either God is going to fund it or he's not. You know, it, it's not going to be something that we stress out about, um, stress out about. Um, there will always be opportunities to serve people who are hurting. And so if the Lord gives us a dollar, then we'll go and buy a dollar's worth of food and give it away, you know, and that's just how we'll run it. Um, and there's, so there's no stress, you know, it, there's, the, the motives are pure is what I'm saying. Absolutely. And when the motives are pure, um, th- there's just no stress. I, I don't know how to, how to say it like that, but. Yeah. And, and I'll chime in and, and absolutely like there has not been one day that we've been working over there that hasn't been exciting mm-hmm. and hasn't been, um, just peaceful to me. I mean, now don't get me wrong. It's, you know, a lot of, of, you know sweat and a lot of just backbreaking work but every single bit of it has been enjoyable to me every volunteer that we've had you know even just people that have just stopped in just to say hey we wanted to know what was going on over here because we see all the commotion all of it has been exciting and not one day have I said oh well we shouldn't have done that I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that we are doing exactly what God wanted us to do with that property that we were blessed with and that feels great yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, just thinking about a, a lot of times we have vision and, and goals and sometimes it pops in. And then when you hit there, hit the timing, you're like, okay, what are we going to do? How are we going to get this off the ground? So, um, uh, you know, kind of what's been the logistics, what's been kind of the groundwork that you've had to lay? Because of course, you know, y- when you get the buildings and you get the property, you know, the food doesn't just appear on the table, you know, there's a, there's a lot that goes into that. So, you know, if you want to talk a little bit about what's, what's been going on kind of behind the scenes to get it off the ground and um, what you and your team have been doing to, you know, turn just the building into a, you know, up and running successful community pantry. Yeah, I'd love to. And, you know, I'm going to take this opportunity just to give a quick shout out to every single volunteer who has helped over there. Um, I mean, just tirelessly, and they have done so so faithfully week after week, and they're excited to be there, and they're excited to be a part of it. So we had a team that got in there um, the very first week that we were able to be over there, and we expected it to take two weeks to get it cleaned out and get things ready and organized the way that we wanted it to be organized. Um, They did that within two days. So in two days, we actually had a facility that we could start serving people out of. Um, and, you know, since then, we've been making some cosmetic changes to it, you know, just giving it a little facelift. Um, it looks amazing in there. I would love for you guys, anytime you want to just come by, stop by and hang out with us, we'd love to show you everything that we're doing. But um, then we started uh, buying food. We had several people um, that wanted to sow seeds into this ministry. And because of their faithfulness, we were able to go out and get staples that we didn't have to begin with to help people. Um, Then we were blessed with the opportunity to be a part of a convoy of hope distribution that happened here in central Alabama. It was a huge blessing for us because it was basically um, a half of a box truck full of food and uh, toiletries and that type of stuff that, you know, people in our community need right now. And um, we've also had some incredible uh, people that have come in and donated stuff to us. They've, you know, just called me and said, what do you need? 
what can you use? I'm, I'm going, I want to buy some stuff and they've been great to us. Recently, a door opened up for us where we could actually um, be able to take part in the Central Alabama uh, Food Bank system. And now we're able to get food, buy or purchase our food from them, which is much more cost effective than, you know, going somewhere else to do it. But listen, there's no avenue that we haven't turned down yet. Okay, yeah. If there's food available, we are going to pick it up. We, we even laughed the other day when we were out walking and praying over the um, property that this summer, when everybody's garden starts producing fruit, we always get extra vegetables here at the church. I said, maybe next, this time they'll just bring them up there and we're able to bless <laughs> people with it. But that's the, the beauty of living in farming land. So, yeah. But it's been great. Um, we are open right now currently three days a week over at the Build a Bridge Community Pantry. And so that's on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. So it's 12 noon to 4 p.m. is when we're doing our distribution. And this um, weekend, this Saturday, which is actually going to be May the 9th, we're going to be doing a special event from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. So if you know of anyone, hear of anyone, please pre- you know pass the word on that we will be there and be able to help anybody that we can. Yeah, that's that's incredible. And, you know, if um, if you want to kind of go over just some of the things that people, you know, what type of foods is it, you know, do we have staples, vegetables, meat, you know, uh, what, what all what all is there provided there for the community at the pantry? Absolutely. We've got all kinds of non-perishable items. So anything, canned vegetables, canned fruit, you know, pastas, uh, peanut butter, tons of snacks for the kids. There are a lot of families that did not plan on their kids being home for an extra month and a half of summer because that's realistically what happened. They weren't prepared for that. So easy, quick dinners that kids can throw in the microwave, you know, that kind of thing. Um, We have, we just ordered, um, (laughs) you guys are probably going to laugh, but we just ordered over 600 pounds of fruits and vegetables that we're picking up this week. So that's going to be part of the distribution that we have uh, Saturday. We will continue um, as long as we're able to get our hands on it, to have fresh fruit and fresh vegetables for people to take advantage of because we understand that those things are expensive and they're nice to have, and sometimes you can't always afford that. So if it's available, we're going to have it for you guys. We also um, have tons of meat and frozen items that are available, and we just ordered a little over 200 pounds of um, meat that we're going to have available this week as well. Bread, toiletry items, lots of, uh, you know, Uh, personal items and uh, we even have some household stuff like laundry detergent and cleaning products so um, anything that somebody needs we can take care of yeah that's that's fantastic and what are some ways that people can connect with you I know you've talked about going up there and things like that but what are some other ways uh, that people can connect with the food pantry if they're interested in of course more information or you know, wanting to just get in touch to make a donation or or whatever the case may be. Absolutely. So right now there are three main ways that you can connect with us. Um, The first is that you can call us. We have our own um, telephone number at the Builder Bridge Community Pantry. It's 205-218-3185. Another fantastic way, and I recommend that all of our listeners do this, is if you are on Facebook, find us. It is Builder Bridge Community Pantry. Go ahead and like our page and even follow our page and you'll um, be kept 
up to date on any events that we have coming up or any you know specials that are happening, anything that we've got going on, as well as just day-to-day operations. We're constantly posting there so people know what we're doing. And then, of course, the third is just come by. Anytime you want to come by, we would be more than happy to just kind of sit down with you and show you everything we've got going on. Um, we are actually located at 7993 County Road 62, and that's here in Vincent. Um, and we are in the process right now of working on a website, but it's not quite finished. As you know, those things take time. And we want it to um, display the kind of level of excellence that we operate ourselves with. So we're working on that. We'll have that up soon. But Facebook is fantastic. Call us anytime. Yeah, absolutely. And all of that information, we'll have all those links down in the description for you guys. So uh, if you didn't catch it and and get it down, we will have those uh, down in the description. But, um, you know, kind of as we're wrapping up and talking about these things, you know, what are you most looking forward to in the future? What's some future goals, future vision for the um for the community pantry, as well as um, just, you know, what's your your final thoughts, final things that you want to leave our listeners with? Yeah, the thing I'm most excited about is being able to reach people that we had no idea were even here in our backyard. There are so many people all around us that are hurting, that are broken. And listen, as believers, we cannot even begin to expect them to come into the church doors and accept this man named Jesus when their bellies are hungry. If you want to give people spiritual food, you first have to take care of their physical needs. And that's exactly what we're doing. And look, like I said, we already have one person who's dedicated their life to Christ, y'all. Every bit of all this hard work is worth it if it ended right now because it's all worth that one more. So for me, it's going after that, where's that one more person? You know what I mean? And, you know, we're serving Shelby County, um, Talladega County, and St. Clair Counties. So it's a huge range um, of areas that we can serve in our community and we're just looking forward to to being able to connect with people and i'll just follow up with that and um and then close this out with a word of prayer um pastor brandy when we get done right here but kind of following up with what Devin just asked and, and what brandy just said you know the vision here at the church has never been hey let's go and purchase a building to do um a community food bank or hey, let's go build a building phase two. That's never been our vision per se. Our vision has always been, going back to the very beginning of this podcast, the scriptural foundation. We want to win lost people for Jesus. We do things to go after that. Somebody has rededicated rededicated their life to Christ because of the food pantry. That's why we do it. We build a phase two building is because we're trying to disciple more people. Christ asks us to do that. And so I, my vision that, that I'm going to share with it is that as you seek ye first the kingdom of heaven, then all these other things are added unto it. So there is really, going to your question, I said all that to say this, there's really no telling what doors God may or may not open. Absolutely. There's no telling what the vision may hold because it may go from yes helping somebody now with uh, uh, some food to helping somebody in a halfway home of a single mother who just got out of prison who has two little kids and they don't know where they're going. You, 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 never, you don't know where, it, where one thing goes after another because we were not seeking this per se, per se, the way it happened. Were we seeking people to get saved? Yes. And then God blesses it. 
God opens those doors. So, hey, there's no self-limitations. Well, close us out with a, a word of prayer over um, the ministry and just the families that we're connected with. Father, we love you so much. Lord, what an opportunity it is to be a part of this incredible ministry that you have blessed us with, Lord. I thank you that for so many years you heard the cries and the desires of my heart, Lord God. And through our faithful obedience, you have given that to us, yes, Lord. I thank you for each and every volunteer that we have, Lord God, every person who has sowed into this ministry, Lord. We're always going to make you proud. We're always going to give you honor with the way that we conduct ourselves and the, the, the way that we handle our affairs, Lord. I thank you for each and every family that you send, that, send our way, Lord God. They do not come there by accident. It's all at an appointed time, Lord. And when they do, I pray that you would give us the discernment to lead them, to direct them, to disciple them into a meaningful relationship with you. Because in the end, Lord, knowing you is all that matters. And if we can win one more soul to you through this, then praise God. Every single effort was worth it. Lord, I thank you for your blessing over this ministry. I thank you for what you're doing there. Lord God, I just give you all the honor, all the praise, Lord God. We will shout from the mountaintops that you are Lord and you are good. Father, we love you. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And uh, thanks again uh, to all of you who are listening to this. And uh, we're just so excited that you joined us again. Um, for our revival talks and just be looking out for more content coming out um, we'll be having some community leaders some people who are talking about of course the current situation with uh, COVID-19 and different things so just be on the lookout for that of course the easiest way the best way to get that is if you are subscribed to our podcast we love you guys we're so excited for what is going on in the future here at the church as well as here in our community and through this podcast. So thank you so much, and uh, we look forward to the next time that we are together.